Hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 229, the one where I explain how I got myself a physical copy of <gasps> Resident Evil 4 for the Switch. That's not real. It's a technically zero percent chance that's real. <laughs> Let me ex allow me to explain. All right, please. So, a Amazon, Amazon. I've heard of them. Um, they had a sale on um, the Resident Evil Triple Pack uh, last week. It was like I think forty bucks. When typically that sells for a full sixty, and the individual games in the Triple Pack sell on the Switch for thirty. Okay. So I'm getting I'm getting a discount for basically I already have Resident Evil Four on the Switch digitally, um, so I figure I get a nice little discount on Resident Evil Five and Six. Turns out, uh, Resident Evil Five and Six are digital downloads. You get a code for them, in here that expire in twenty seven ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Resident Evil Four is the only game that ha that is on a physical cart. Oh, so it is real. Yeah. Oh. It just, you know, it's bundled as a triple pack because you basically get five and six for free, um, but digitally. So, because I'm a crazy person, yes. I decided to download a Switch cover template and some, uh, I wish I remember the name of the fan, made a mock-up of Resident Evil 4 for the Switch. So I just downloaded it, printed it out, and here it goes. Wait, what does the cover normally look like? The cover normally is this. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, screw that. Triple pass. Screw yeah. that. Now, I don't have like I have just a regular basic bitch printer, and I have never been able to cut in a straight line. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, I am a crazy person, and there are people on Etsy who make like professionally done Resident Evil Four for Switch covers for ten bucks. No, I might just do it. No, <laughs> because like I said, I am. Well, insane. you will get the nice paper. Yes. That's and I, it's primarily, like, primarily it's like my reason glossy. It. Yeah. It's like magazine quality paper. Yeah. Anyway. Hi guys. Hello, Eric. <laughs> hello, this up, John. Hello, Bentendo. Hello, AJ. Hello, Benji. Hello, Sarah Anderson. Hello, uh, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here today. But a special hello to the Bear 339, Bryce Gagner, Sardi, Aiden, Cashburn, Menu, Migs Luna, Seven, Nadia, Nadia, uh, and Rusty Shackelford, all for being members here on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. If you saw the little starting soon screen break, it's because I realized that Streamlabs broke again and I was trying to fix it right before we went live. Uh, and it worked. Anyway, uh, there's... Not a lot of crazy big news. That's why we're talking about indie games coming out uh, yeah. recently. But first. Uh, but first. Well, so here's the thing. All right. Lay As you me. all know, the month is ending. Uh, May is ending and June is right around the it's corner. It's all over. And usually around this time, uh, we like to announce the games. The games. <laughs> I love the games. Tell us more, Will. He's broken. Will broke. Anyway, there's PlayStation Plus and Xbox. You completely broke for... You said, we'd like to announce the games, and then you stopped. Really? <laughs> yeah. So anything you said after that. All right. So basically, tradition on here on Wolf Den Live is we at the end of the month, we recap the games that Sony and Microsoft will be giving away for free. So as long as you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold. This time, however... 
Sony only announced one game for June. Okay. And it's already available. <laughs> okay. That's weird. So starting now for June, uh, Call of Duty World War II is available for if you are subscribed to PlayStation Plus. Uh, this is a very good game. I only played the the multiplayer, uh, okay. and it was awesome. The multiplayer was awesome because I was sick of all the future Call of Duty nonsense. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't want any abilities. I just wanted the, the regular old running around, shooting people Call of Duty, and this yeah. was awesome. However, Warzone is also free, and it is much better. <laughs> um, But, if you know, this is less than 200 gigabytes, so... That is true. I think Kotaku says that. Yeah. Of course, good luck finding space for it if you're already playing Modern Warfare, which currently takes up close to 200 gigabytes of hard drive space. As always, the game is only free if you're a paid PlayStation Plus subscriber. So, like I said, this game apparently was available now. Um, it was a uh, started day after Memorial Day. Is when they uh, usually they give away the PlayStation Plus games the first Tuesday of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't announced what the other PlayStation Plus game is yet. Rumor has it it's Spider-Man. That would be crazy. That would be nuts. There's no way that that's true. Absolutely not. Um, um, it's 56 gigabytes for Call of Duty World War II. Oh, that's chump change. Not that if you is, already have 200 gigabytes taken up. That is a quarter of what Modern Warfare is. I know it's ridiculous. Does this game even have a single player? Yeah, this one does. Okay, because I didn't play it. Did you play it? No, I did not. I haven't played a single player since Black Ops 4. Uh, Modern Warfare single player was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. Yeah. I would uh, play a Modern Warfare 2 single player, maybe. Yeah. I like that. So that is the only game we know for uh, for June's PlayStation Plus offerings. So far. So far, uh, check back next week when, or check back tomorrow when they inevitably announce what the other game is, and then tune into Wolf Den Live two thirty where we play catch up. I don't think there is another game. Did they say there's another game? There's always two games. So, so why would they not do two games just for this one month? Why would they announce one early? My guess is because is this is a tie-in for Memorial Day. I think that I think they're running out of games. It's the end of the console life cycle. I think that I think that they're just they're. I I don't think we're gonna get another game. I think that's it because that's a Modern Warfare two. That's a pretty big deal to get for free. World War two. World War two. Whatever. Call of Duty. It's a Call of Duty game. Yeah. It's a pretty big deal to get that for free. There are like thousands of games available on the on uh, PS4. Yeah, we saw this at the end of the PlayStation 3. There was getting right. like garbage games. But if we go over to to the Microsoft side of things, they, they're still releasing four games a month. Microsoft's been killing it with these games with gold. Yeah. Gotta say. Give me some. I'm trying to see. Like, I'm trying to get a list. Just a number of how many games are available for the PlayStation 4 right now. I think you could just Google that. That's how it, it works on a Switch. I'm on, all right. I'm on the I'm on the Wikipedia page. Uh how many PS4 games are there? 2,620. Yeah, that's they can pick 
any one of like any one well, of Well, they got to like, you know, okay it with the publisher. They got to like work out did. a deal with them and stuff, you, mean, you know? Tell it's me like that like I don't freaking know uh uh a Ben 10 game can't get instantly put on <laughs> They also don't want it to be a crap game because then people like us done, are going to be like, that sucks. But they've done crap games before. I'm, I'm, I don't think that's going to stop them. I'm placing my bet that World War II is the only game for next month. All right. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong, too. I don't want I don't want that. Tune in next week as we uh, as we figure that out. Uh, OK. All right. Xbox. Over on the Xbox side of things. For... On the Xbox One, for the entire month of June, you get Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. I've still never played a Shantae game. I feel like I've played a little bit of one of them, but not enough to like form an opinion on. I would love to play it. It was one of those games where like the the first level is like an hour long tutorial. Oh my god! So I didn't know that yeah, I, I didn't like. I mean, I might be exaggerating, but I didn't get any further than that. Um. And then, in addition to Shantae, from June 16th to July 15th uh, is Coffee Talk. Based That's on the, the name classic, of the game? Yep. Based on the classic Saturday Night Live skit starring Mike Myers, you play as a man dressed as a woman talking about all different things around the New York cafe scene. That's not true. That's not true That's at all. That's not true. Okay, good. It's <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> that picture no. is not that. No. Um, I, would, I would play that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, this sounds like a barista simulator. As a barista owner in a soothing and relaxing game, immerse yourself in the stories of the city's fantasy inhabitants where progression is based on the variety of beverages you serve. You will easily get invested in the strong narrative of your customers' lives while playing this timely character interaction simulator. What's the deal with uh, Xbox.com not having trailers for these games or not having a video? It's a deal with you, usually they have just one video for yeah they're not they're know. not doing that that's weird weird yeah well anyway uh i love my coffee yeah hey look they that... even, they, that's even my bowl that's my same <laughs> coffee bowl look at that wow it's like it's like this game is for you and i will still never play it <laughs> i'll be honest i'd totally play this game if it were on switch <laughs> I, it is oh it is it is so so put your money where your mouth is. All right. Uh I see an image for it. Uh, uh Japanese cover art? No, no, no. Uh Coffee Talk Nintendo Switch. Uh available now. All right. Twelve ninety nine. There you go, Will. Okay, great. There goes thirteen bucks. <laughs> um anyway. Uh, on the X on the Xbox 360, well, technically, uh, on the original Xbox, which you mm-hmm. can play on the Xbox 360 or Xbox One, um, June 1st to the 15th uh, will be Destroy All Humans. Do you remember uh, this game? I do remember this game. This was a very popular game. I don't know if it was very popular, but it had a strong cult following. It was. It was very popular. It was I remember pretty, it was pretty big, yeah. A lot of people coming into GameStop asking for this game. Yeah. Or, or games like it, or saying that they liked this game. 
Yeah, it was it's a simple premise. You're an alien. You go around messing up human stuff. What more do you want? <laughs> a lot of people seem to like games where you just destroy a large group of people. Yeah. It's a little upsetting. <laughs> they need something cathartic to do, I guess. I guess so. And that's uh, this game is you just yeah. destroy all the uh, all humans. Uh, I believe there's a there's a full remake of it coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um I guess to get yourself hyped, download the original on Xbox One. That's um, free. Yeah. If you have uh Xbox Live. Yeah. And from June 16th to the 30th is a Cinemore Cinemora on Xbox One. Sign Mora. Sign Mora. Either way, I've never heard of this game. This is, I'm showing the EX version. Okay. Oh, it's a it's a freaking shmup. Oh, okay. All these shmups always have like extravagant names. <laughs> Yeah, and then you and then you look at it, and it's like, oh, it's just a shmup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. If you like shmups, you got a free one. There you go. Uh. Cool. So, yeah. So, not a bad showing for Microsoft at all. Um, Sh- if- Shante, I might. You know what? Let's. Can I download it from here? Uh Maybe if it's available. Some of these games. Oh, it's not available yet. Some of these games do become available early on Microsoft, so just keep your eye out for it. Right. Um, What what time? Uh, We got. So Monday. Monday is when I will download Shantae. If somebody would please remind me. Coffee Talk. I mean, it looks cute as hell. I just don't like those types of games. It's just not my thing. It will be Will's thing, though, when he buys the the Switch version. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I can't though. I gotta play Resident Evil four, five, and six. True. Um, oh, and I did play that Jay and Silent Bob game that we got a code for. I completely forgot about that. I actually played a little bit of that. Uh, what is that? Uh, hold on, let me get the full name of it. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. Mall Brawl. Oh, so here it is. Basically, it is a beat them up in the vein of like NES beat them ups like Double Dragon and uh, River City Ransom. You play as either Jay or his hetero life mate Silent Bob and you just walk around the mall from uh, Mall Rats and just beating people up. It plays exactly like an NES beat them up. Like exa- it looks exactly like one. It feels exactly like one. The combat is, you know, fits right at home with that era. Oh, that's just uh, River City Ransom. Yeah, and it, it plays just as well as it. The problem is it plays just like <laughs> 8-bit NES beat-em-up, like even in terms of difficulty. The game is very hard. Okay. And I don't, I didn't get a play, chance to play it with two players, but I don't know if it scales depending on how many people play. They probably so expect you to play with two players and yeah. they didn't want didn't to change the difficulty. Yeah. Um. I mean, look, it's not a bad game, and I would recommend checking it out, especially if you're a fan of either 8-bit uh, beat-em-ups like Double Dragon or River City Ransom or any of those games, or if you really like Jay and Silent Bob. Um, it's 15 it's just, bucks. That's a lot. It is a lot. Considering River uh, City Ransom is freaking free if you have Switch yeah. Online. Um, but, you know, if it ever goes on sale um, and you're into this type of stuff, it's not a bad time. Just be aware that it is 
NES hard. Like legitimately okay. NES hard. So they, they were true to the 8-bit. They were very true to the... Yeah. Uh, we got a buck from Cedric Mattis, who says, GameStop shipped me a gutted new Switch game that I bought online. Tisk tisk shame stop. Yeah, they got... That's... That's... It, it's ridiculous that they do that. They So they uh they always have a display model of a game mm-hmm. so they gut the insides and call it new still right but they open it nobody's ever played the game oh, but they, but they take it. the game and they put it away and then when somebody buys the last copy that's the display model yeah so really you should get a discount because it's the display model i mean every I ne- every store in the world gives you a discount on the display copy of something you know i never understood why they always like just open up one of the games to put on the shelf they should either just count that as a marketing cost and just zero it out or they should uh have uh marketing material that is just a printout of the game yeah like i understand that's their aesthetic Mm -hmm. like it's like that video store aesthetic but you don't have to sacrifice a game for that aesthetic. I mean, I mean, ninety percent of the time, though, I mean, ju- from my experience working at GameStop, ninety percent of the time, that last game mm-hmm. ended up uh, after after stock of the games uh, wh- whittles down. That last game usually gets put into the used section because yeah. ga- game GameStop swaps out the new games every couple of months so 90 percent of the time that that new gutted game will get moved to the used section uh but in my store if anybody ever had a problem with that we would just give them a discount like a yeah like an oh like a like a damaged like discount for the game because i worked at a good game stop yes anyway. i would also just like to say that uh there's a demo for coffee talk so I'm a switch try- yeah so i'm oh. trying i am trying before i'm buying you know what i might do that there you go. Let's see. More games need to have demos because I download like every demo I see on the Switch. Yeah, download demo. Yeah. Thank you. Demo is on its way. You're welcome, Mario. <laughs> all right. Now we can finally talk about uh, all these indie games we're getting that, yeah. that don't include Coffee Talk. No. So, wholesome games. Who I've never heard of before. Yeah. Uh, who are they? I've I've heard of some of these games. I've heard of zero of these games. <laughs> but I mean, they just seem like a nicer version of Devolver Digital. <laughs> I don't think they have like a like an aesthetic or a a name recognition all their own. You know, brighten your day with cute, friendly, compassionate, cozy video games. So. It's been a slow news month. And yeah. Wholesome Games was like, you know what? Everyone else is doing these. Uh why don't we just have our own little Nintendo director yeah. or, or 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 uh game showcase? So they had they called it the Wholesome Direct. And it's kind of like stylized like a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. But not all of the games are Nintendo games. Yeah. Um apparently in their direct, only a handful of them are either out or coming to the Switch. The rest are pretty much just multi-platform games. Right. But not necessarily coming to Switch. Uh, I marked... There's over 50. Right. 
And so we're not going to talk about every single one of them. Right. But I I marked down a bunch that I thought were worth a chat. Okay. Uh, we Obviously, we can't watch the whole video. It's 37 minutes long. Right. Um, but there is some cool stuff here. Honestly, nothing mind-blowing. <laughs> nothing I was like, wow, that looks amazing. You know, did you watch anything? I didn't see anything. Oh, well, we're going to go through this together, Will. All right. First game that I saw that looked pretty cool was called Errand Boy. Here it is. Errand Boy, a magical story-driven adventure game, is currently in development by Tree Interactive, an independent game development studio based in San Jose, Costa Rica. The oh. story follows the life of an orphan boy named Watt, uh, with a lot of love to give. What? This what? Uh, this adorable little monster delivers errands and spreads joy to a whole town. At Tree Interactive, they've been polishing up a demo that you will hopefully be able to play soon. That is coming to the Switch. Yes. Uh, so a lot of these games are Kickstarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm assuming Switch is one of their like stretch goals. Yeah. That they'll probably hit all these games. Seem yeah. like they're going to be just fine. Um. But if it's not on the Switch, it doesn't mean it won't eventually come to the Switch. It just right. means that there's no plans at this time to come to yeah. the Switch. So this uh, game looks pretty cool. Aaron Boy is a story of an orphan boy looking for his place in the world, establish relationships with other creatures, and find meaning through the acceptance of responsibility. Help the town flourish through help. Help the town flourish through help and avoid crisis of incoming catastrophe. Aaron Boy is the first chapter of a five-chapter game. So... Uh, it looks like there's going to be more of this, whether we want it or not. That's, I don't like that. But now, what does that mean, Errand Boy is the first chapter of a five-chapter game? Is this Errand Boy Part 1, and then there's going to be Errand Boy Part 2? Or is there going to be, like, Errand Boy, Errand's er- Girl, um, and then something else that just happens to take place in this universe? So Errand Boy was part of a game jam. Right. Uh... And that's all I know. <laughs> I was seeing if maybe there was like a Kickstarter or something for it. Yeah. There's just a My Potato Games listing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, no, no info about that. It'd be nice if the chapters were free, but yeah. it doesn't sound like it. Well, they said they're working on a demo. So oh, well, that's at, least, good. at least we'll get that. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is Ooblets. Ooblets, previously known as Moblets, is an upcoming life simulation game. Um, it's scheduled to be in development for Windows and Switch. The game has been in development by Glumberland, a two-person indie game development studio composed of artist programmer Rebecca Cordingly and designer Ben Wasser. Uh, the game combines elements of s- uh, such games as Stardew Valley and Pokemon, the game was due to be published by Double Fine, but following the company's acquisition by Microsoft in June 2019, Ooblets developers announced that they would be they would instead self-publish the title. It was announced in August last year that Ooblets would be an Epic Game Store exclusive, which generated thousands of hateful comments towards the developers <laughs> and a negative reaction from fans and other financial supporters of the game. Oh, so it's an Epic exclusive. Uh, oh, oh, and Xbox One. Okay. So it's not an exclusive, but it's and also I coming to Xbox One. PC exclusive. Uh, Microsoft exclusive. Well, on on PC, it's an Epic Game Store exclusive. Cur- I mean. Okay, that's, yeah. yes. Uh, so it doesn't mean 
it won't come to the Switch eventually. Right. But it, at launch, it's coming to the Epic Game Store and Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, I just think, like, this, it's cute as all hell, some of these characters. But this, this one guy right there, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. This is my guy. That one guy makes me want to play this whole game. That guy. <laughs> I have no idea who you're referring to, so I got to wait for the video to catch yeah, up. Yeah, you, you do that. Um, uh, I don't. Every time I see Ooblets, which is this is really the only time I've ever seen it, I keep. <laughs> do you remember the show The Oblongs? Yes. I keep expecting that. Oh no, it's a very different thing. It's a very different thing. Um, I would play a game though based on the Oblongs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that game was great. The show. Oh, was, I, that show was awesome. The show was. Yeah, I see you're referring to now. Yeah, that's that's your face, actually. Wasn't Will Ferrell in this? Will Farrell was in that. Uh, Gene Smart, um, Billy West, a whole cavalcade of great actors, and this is hysterical. Nobody knows what we're referring to. I'm um, thinking of what's the stuff that you the the, the little orb orbies. That's orbies. Not, that's completely different. Yeah, completely different thing. All right, next game, Snacko. Well, this sounds like a game for me. It's not. Uh, <laughs> Don't get your hopes up. Uh, Blue Curse has confirmed that its RPG Snacko is coming to the Switch with the release dates uh, tentatively slated for 2021. In Snacko, players will farm, fish, cook, craft, and, as well as customize farmland and the main town. It's all surrounded by a plot in which you're ta- tasked with restoring an island after Mia, uh, Mia Sma takes takes over the area. You're, Mia you're- Sma. You're a freaking cat. It's a cat <laughs> farming simulator. I don't know why. I don't know why all that other stuff is is part of it, but it's just a cat version of like Harvest Moon or something. Oh yeah, that that brief summary before the official synopsis is lied to me. <laughs> they they left out the most important part: the just fact a, that you're a cat. Yeah, and it's it's on it's a Kickstarter, uh, but it okay. is coming to the Switch. Okay, so. Look forward to that if you're into uh like stuff like Harvest Moon or or uh maybe Animal Crossing and you want like a smaller version or uh Stardew Valley. Or the musical cats. Or the musical cats. If you love the musical cats, you'll love this. Yeah. Uh sp- what's this one? Spurter? Sp- Spirit Fairer. That's what it is. Yes. Now this is like basically the only platformer on here. <laughs> uh, so that that's what I look for when I look for indie games. I look for, I like indie platformers. Yeah. Uh this looks very pretty. And uh, it looks more of like an adventure game than just a straight up platformer. Yeah. Spirit Fair is a cozy management game about dying. Oh, that's another thing. Right before they started, like everything was all like like uh, uh-huh. fun and games, you know, in the in the uh, wholesome direct. And then right before they started this, they're like, well, it doesn't mean being wholesome doesn't just mean it's all happy. <laughs> this game's about dying. And then they just launched into this game. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But uh, it looks really you, cool. You play Stella, fairy master to the deceased, a spirit fairer. Build a boat to explore the world, pick up spirits, and release them into the afterlife. Gather, produce, and consume resources while you guide your passengers across the mystic seas. Uh, Join the adventure as 
Daffodil, Daffodil the cat in two-player cooperative play. Spend relaxing quality time with your spirit passengers, building and tending to your relationships, and ultimately learn how to say goodbye to your cherished friends. This does not sound like a platformer at all. It doesn't. I mean, it is because there's platforming, but it looks right. more like an adventure game. It looks right. more like you're uh, going to be solving puzzles and and getting like uh, it, it's you know upgrades. It and sounds. Stuff. It sounds like. I mean, judging from like what I'm seeing of the trailer and reading uh, the synopsis, this sounds like a happy version of this war of mine. <laughs> have you ever played that no but i've seen i've seen footage of that game is dark so so th- that's the thing with these indie games they're like really simple concepts and then yeah. they have this like crazy like uh backstory to them yeah you know uh but no this looks good and it's coming to the switch so this might this game might actually end up being a big deal i think yeah uh, next game, Little Witch in the Woods, another Switch game that I think looks cute as hell. All right, let's check it out. Uh, the the pixelated uh, art style is really good. Yeah. To graduate which school? Which school? Little Witch uh, Ellie goes to work as an apprentice in the witch's house. When Ellie arrived at the witch's house, all she saw was a worn out house with a village that looked like four or five people lived. Um, here starts the story of Ellie trying to get good grades for her graduation in the witch school. So this uh, is like an isometric, like, uh, not isometric. This is a top down. Yeah. I don't know. RPG. Uh, yeah. The life of a witch in the fantasy world. The game's setting is a fantasy world where witches exist. Feel free to experience the world through various activities. Connect with the different plants and animals and the ecosystem of those plants and animals around the village. There are a lot of different themes around the village. Use the witch's power to explore the village and get ingredients for potions. Ooh. All right, so it seems like just a... It seems like there's not a lot of action in this game. No. But it looks really pretty. That's why I yeah. put it on here. Uh, and it is coming to the Switch. Toem. That's the next game. It's called yeah. Toem. Toem. Uh, got a fancy art style. Follow a small figure through Scandinavian-inspired landscapes. Encounter several characters in distinct architectural environments. Take photos, go fishing, listen to calm music, and travel by bus. <laughs> Wow, I love that. I love doing that. Climb the highest peak and experience uh, the phenomenon Toem, uh, a game which ec- encourages you to stop and smell the flowers. This is like a weird sort of like uh, exploration, like photography game. Yeah. <laughs> the, the environments are really pretty, and I thought it was uh, an interesting concept to uh, yeah see the world Fu- through a camera like that. Follow an amateur photographer on a journey through Scandinavian-inspired landscapes with the goal of experiencing the magical phenomenon Toem. Yeah, yeah. And the big gameplay gameplay mechanic seems to be traveling by bus. Because they (laughs) mentioned that in the About This game on Steam. There it is. There's the bus. Uh, It is not coming to Switch. And it's Ah. uh, slated for quarter one of 2021 on steam so it'll probably mm-hmm. be a while if it ever comes to switch 
Uh, Winding Worlds. Uh, I don't remember this. this one. It's apparently on Apple Arcade. Oh, yes. I So, again, not coming to Switch. But this reminded me of stuff like... It's uh, that game. <laughs> it reminded me of some really cool mobile games. Okay. Uh, so I'm interested in something like this. Because it's coming to Apple Arcade. I got a subscription. Just freaking download it. You're far from home. You're not sure how you got here. But you know one thing. It's it's your calling to help your new friends however you can. But not all of them are being cooperative. From the award-winning studio that brought you Gnog uh, comes Winding Worlds, a finger-wiggling puzzle adventure about a girl, a worm, and how to say goodbye. Uh, the, the, I like these types of uh, weird mobile puzzle games. I think puzzle yeah. games work really well on mobile because like oh yeah uh you just freaking use your finger <laughs> and you figure stuff out on screen uh yeah. but it's sort of like cutesy art style reminds me of uh stuff like monument valley um what are some other like great mobile i mean uh i really liked i mean part of this reminds me a little bit of zenbound you ever play that no zenbound i mean and it's not really similar, but Zenbound, like you just had a block of wood and a string. Okay. And the goal was to wrap the string. Every time you wrap the string around the block of wood, it would paint the block of wood. And you just had to keep wrapping the string around the block of wood until it painted the whole thing. But the thing is, the block of wood was always like in a weird shape. That's weird, Will. This is a weird sounding game. Did yeah. you know no. it's on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> Zenbound? And you use a Joy-Con to, to move the object. Oh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> oh, I see it painting the... Uh... Yeah. I mean, Zenbound was really fun. It was actually like very calming and relaxing. Mm -hmm. But I, mean, I don't know if I would play it on Switch. Yeah, you use uh, the Joy-Con. You, you rotate the Joy-Con to rotate the object. Yeah. That seems like a cool concept. I've never heard of this game before, though. There was two of them. There's two of them? Oh, this There's is Zenbound 2. Yeah. It was one of the first, like like kind of big ios games okay oh yeah so for 15 dollars <laughs> that's a switch tax baby i hate everybody what's next what did we just talk about i uh, completely forgot wi winding worlds oh so Willow the next one is all right yeah we, we're done with that yeah. uh when the past was around okay uh, there's a demo oh, for it. This reminded me of Florence. Ah, I still need to play that. You just haven't played it? You could beat it in like two hours, I think. Probably. Yeah, I beat it in one night. Well, now that I'm downloading the demo for Coffee Talk, I might uh, like get pushed a little bit. Well, let me, let me see how long it takes. You, you read the thing. All right. Uh, something is missing from her world, but she can neither remember nor forget. Like music from her adolescent days, its tunes resonate... Uh, yet it verse yet its verses have gone silent, like a beast who stalks in her dreams. Its eyes call her, and its eyes call her. Yet its name has been lost. It's been far too long, but she's back here again in a place where the past was around. When the past was around, tells a bittersweet tale between a girl and a beast in a surreal world consisting of disjointed rooms from memories and time. With each clue gather, which each. With each clues gathered, that's not English, 
uh, puzzles solved and doors unlocked. The girl will find her way. Unra- the girl will find her way, unraveling the secrets between her and the beast. The secrets which she used to know. Features a curious girl. We don't need to know the features. We, we only need like two sentences of each of these games. We don't need like a whole friggin' deep dive. Um, I think it's uh, Japanese or something. This game probably. Uh, but no, it just reminded me of Florence because it's the same sort of like puzzly comic booky like uh yeah and it's the story's pretty much the same yeah florence by the way it takes 42 minutes to beat okay no i'm sorry 40 minutes for the main story 42 minutes for the main plus extras and if you're a completionist 53 minutes oh boy it's a great game though yeah play it on mobile i have it for the switch why because i had a gift card oh okay I wonder if it's because like I well they'd have to reformat the whole thing to be sideways, yeah, or you know landscape, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think the next game is the next game. A uh, space for the unbound. I think that's just right after this one. Yeah. Yeah, this one I think I the this I think had the best pixelated art style of the whole thing. A slice-of-life adventure game with a beautiful pixel art set in the late 90s rural Indonesia that tells a story about overcoming anxiety, depression, and the relationship between a boy and a girl with supernatural powers. Uh, Yeah, this is kind of... Uh, yeah, look at that. The, the whole friggin... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this is a gorgeous-looking game. Yeah, so this is just kind of like a... What do, you, what do you call this type of game? It's like a... It's, it's almost, it reminds me of like a point-and-click, but it's not... Yeah. But yeah, that seems cool. Uh, then you got this guy in his little turtleneck and jacket. Uh, but we're not talking about his game. Yeah. Uh, oh, the rest of the stuff... Wait. Yeah, the rest of the stuff was in a montage. Okay. So... I'm not going to be able to have footage for it. Okay. But we got Skate Burb, which everybody hell, knows Skate Burb. Hell yeah, part of the big skateboarding renaissance in video games. I'm going to just show these on screen. Okay. Uh, skate Burb got delayed. Uh, it was going to come out this year. It was in a Nintendo Direct or a Nintendo yeah. Direct. Uh, and it, now it's got delayed. It's coming out in 2021. Skateboarding uh, Bird. That's all yeah. you need to know. Uh, the next game is Haven. Haven, this I put here. This Again, this was in a montage, so it was just super yeah. quick. Um, but this looked really cool. I don't know what it reminded me of. Uh, they escaped to a lost planet. To be together, an RPG adventure about love and freedom. Play solo or co-op with a special someone. Oh, there's there's love making. No, there's it. not. Uh, well, it got interrupted. Oh, there it is. You can have sex in this one. I thought this was a Nintendo game. <laughs> hey, Night Trap's on the Switch, so anything's possible. True. All right. Pushy and Pulley in Blockland. This one also sounds like there's love making. Yes. Uh there is uh, not. It's too cute. Pushy and Pulley in Blockland is an endearing co-op arcade game that will take you and a friend through ever-challenging levels, kill monsters, match blocks, defeat bosses, make love, recover your spaceship and escape you, Blockland. You added that. You added I that. Did add that. I did add that. It's too cute for that. I mean, look man, this this reminded me of Bomberman. Yeah, but it, instead of bombs, it's blocks. You're moving blocks. Yeah. Uh, so this looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, I would give that a shot. Uh, I think it. Yes, yeah, it's coming. That one's coming to Switch. So is Haven. Yeah, I said that already. Yeah. So is Skateboard. Uh, this one is not coming to the Switch. Ollie Oop. Uh, Ollie Oop, a game about a skateboarding dog named Ollie who goes on an adventure to find his friend Reggie. Another Reggie. entry. Another entry in the skateboarding video game renaissance of 2020. Yeah, this game looks cool. I think there's like weird like dog RPG elements. No. But this got like blurred into a different game that was after it. Some sort of like I'll- a... Ollie Oop is a 3D platformer featuring a skateboarding dog named Ollie. Oh, it's a 3D platformer. That's yeah. freaking cool. It's not uh well, the release date is to be dated on Steam. Right. Uh it has no plans to come to Switch, but I hope it does cuz I would love to play that. That yeah. sounds awesome. Uh Orange Island is coming to the Switch. Let me open up the page. And this looks like a it looks like a Game Boy game. Yeah. But it's uh, got too many colors and too many pixels. But it still looks like a Game Boy game. Game Boy Color. <laughs> there you go. Uh, explore a pastel-hued islands while uncovering mysteries from the past. Orange Island is an authentic 8-bit action-adventure game with heart. There you go. Yeah, this is straight up a Game Boy Color game. Yeah, this looks really cool. Or like an NES game. I'm down for that. Uh, and the last one, well, which... Before we go on, I just want to point out, because I'm reading off of the Steam page, mm-hmm. and apparently Orange Island is not compatible with Mac OS 10.15 Catalina. That means ha- as a 32-bit game. Yes. How can a more advanced operating system not run an 8-bit game? <laughs> They're trying to friggin' uh force developers to modernize which ends up hurting yeah us consumers because we can't run old stuff but sometimes yeah. you want to run old stuff you know i know i have this great program that i use to uh determine the resolution and frame rate of of video files and stuff yeah. and like gives me all the data of the video files and that isn't 64 bit it's only 32 and it's an old program that isn't the thing and so same thing with a uh, disc inventory x that uh, gives you like the readout of your whole uh hard drive so you could tell what that's files not catalina are. compatible i don't think so ah uh, i use that all the time i know i know see unless they made a, a new version I, I don't know and it's a problem see i'm afraid to update to catalina because all a lot of my programs and games won't be compatible but adobe keeps telling me that i have to update you know, and the next version of Premiere won't run unless I'm running Catalina. <laughs> I've been throwing around the idea of uh, rocking a big, beefy MacBook and yeah. and just a PC instead of a Hackintosh. Okay. Uh, and have it, like, have the MacBook docked so I can, like, still use it like I would a desktop. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That sounds yeah, like I, a... If they come out with a new MacBook. It sounds like I've been debating, like, getting, like... You know, just a, a small PC for like Wolf Den work specifically. You know, but I that don't sounds know. like a business expense. Will sounds like something we can make happen. Yeah, but that's that's uh that's a talk for another time. Because <laughs> I don't know, like logistically, like if that's how I want to go, or if I do want to get a new MacBook or whatnot. Mine's old, so I might have yeah. to actually do that. 
I did buy RAM and an SSD for my wife's MacBook because she has the one where you can actually replace the RAM oh, and hard drive. That's easy. That's easy. So stuff. one of these days, probably this weekend, I'm gonna do that for her. Happy Mother's Day, honey. I need to put a freaking new video card in this uh, Hackintosh, but then I would have to upgrade the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. That's why I hate PCs. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, more like Hackintoshes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Hoa. It's the last game. So, so this is the last game, and it was their one more thing. Really? Yeah. And I've never heard of this game before. And when they showed it, the trailer didn't really look that great. Ho- Hoa is a platform adventure game featuring beautiful hand-painted art and a calm, relaxing atmosphere. The game follows the main character, Hoa, as she discovers her own story on a journey through breathtaking and magical world back to her homeland. I actually had to fast forward through the trailer. Because the, really? tra- the trailer is just this character slowly waking up and then walking. Uh, yeah, see, here we go. I'm fast forwarding and nothing's happening. Uh, and then it just it's just walking to the right, the the the, the grass blossoms, and then it's just the and then that's it, and then it's the tile screen, and that took a minute. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the pictures on their website look really cool. Yeah. Like it looks like a really pretty game, but that trailer showed nothing. <laughs> this. Feels oh, like it, it would be limbo without any threat. <laughs> yeah, it looks you really pretty. Apparently, the whole thing's like hand drawn and stuff. That's it cool. Looks, it looks really cool, but the trailer yeah. is not 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 one more thing material. Is like the developer somebody we should know about? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they have like nothing. They have like no information. Well, that was the big. That was the big to do. You know, neat. Uh, anyway, so of all of those, uh, Spirit Pharaoh looked really cool. Yeah, Snacko seems cool if you're into like Harvest Moon or or uh, Stardew Valley stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Ali Oop, but that's not coming to the Switch. Right, uh, Push skate, Skatebird, but that got delayed. <laughs> right, Pushy and Pulley and Blockland, uh, Orange Island. Haven didn't look too bad either. Haven looked pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be cool uh, if that was pretty cheap. Uh, A Space for the Unbound looks pretty cool. Right. Yeah. That looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's. Oh, and When the Pass Was Around looks like a Florence type game. Yeah. Those all seemed cool. And yeah, Hoa looks cool. Uh, But I need more. I need a lot yeah. more information. <laughs> so. Uh, that was very nice of Wholesome Games to put together. A nice showcase of very small indie games uh, mm-hmm. that we can look forward to coming out uh, within the next year or early next year. Uh, but that's not it for indie stuff. Nope. Did you know The Escapist is airing a direct style indie showcase on June oh. 11th? And it'll feature over 70 games. So they're not to be outdone. I'm subscribed to The Escapist on YouTube and I missed this video. Uh, the video is only 31 seconds and it, oh no, no. Yeah. It's a montage. This is not wholesome. There's violence. (laughs) Well, yeah. 
But anyway, according to Nintendo Life, it says E3 2020 might have been officially canceled, but that doesn't mean that there won't be any other announcements taking place. In its place this year are a bunch of online events. The latest one announced is the Indie Showcase by The Escapist in partnership with GOG.com. Oh, I didn't know that. This digital event will run from the 11th of June until the 14th of June and promises to showcase over 70 different indie games from developers all around the world. It'll kick off on the 11th with a, quote, direct style showcase on YouTube featuring reveals, lots of gameplay and developer diaries. From the 12th to the 14th, that's all. This is going over a long span of a long time. Yeah. From 12th to the 14th of June, there'll be post-show coverage on both YouTube and Twitch, along with in-depth hands-on demos, pre-recorded gameplay videos, and developer interviews. Given the number of games that will be shared, we expect at least some of them to be announced for the Nintendo Switch. Will you be tuning in? Comment down below. You like The Escapist? Yes. Um, I will be. uh, If I remember to check it out, I'll check it out. I'm just trying to think because I know like other gaming websites like IGN are doing their own like summer games fest type deal because you know there's no E3, right? And IGN looks like they're doing it throughout the entire month of June. There, I mean, I was really hoping that everybody would still make their announcements the week of of E3. Yeah, because then we can have like a whole like make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's they're doing they're all spreading out. Yeah, and I don't know how much I like that. Uh, according to IGN, uh, we've got a month, a packed month of game reveals to bring to you. Not, not least with three days of IGN Expo, our own showcase for exclusive announcements and reveals from developers across the industry, taking place on June fifth, eighth, and ninth. Why such? A, why is there a four day, a three day gap between? Uh... Oh, so it's the weekend. That's why. <laughs> they're just—they're not working on the weekend, dude. So what do you think this is? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or that. Um. So yeah, I—I I, I don't know. A lot. That—that yeah. that, it's unfortunate, but that's how thing. When when was E three gonna be? The I second don't week of June. I think so. I typed in E3 2020 and it just says canceled. <laughs> when was it gonna be? Oh, from June 9th to 11th. Okay. So I guess around this time when we're getting these announcements. But I I, I bet people like Microsoft and Sony might take an extra little bit of time to announce their stuff. Yeah. You know, because they probably had some delays because of the pandemic and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, all right, let's take this time to to regroup. We're the big players. We can do whatever we want. All right, we got some stuff, some super chats and whatnot. We we do. We got Cedric Mattis. We got my dog going nuts over here. My dog, my dude. He's playing with his bone. Uh, Cedric Mattis with five dollars. Thank you for helping out the customers at the GameStop you worked out. Uh, and you worked at and being part of a good GameStop store. I do appreciate the workers at my local GameStop. Well, thank you. The trick to being a good GameStop employee is to not listen to your uh, uh, district managers and any of the crap that they tell you to do. Just do mm-hmm. whatever you feel like. Yeah. And that also means you might get fired. But that's just how it is. 
I were I was in college. I could care less if I got yeah. fired. I would just get another retail job. Um. Anyway, Deceptijon with two with a toonie says, "Anyone remember the sister from the Oblongs?" And then he had a girl emoji and then a, an eggplant emoji. Oh, it's because she had like the little phallus thing sticking out of her head. Oh, I thought it was a something else. Because the eggplant emoji is a penis, well. Right. And she had like a penis looking thing growing out of her head. Oh. It wasn't like exactly a penis. I thought, but... he, was, I thought he was calling her a slut. Papishka <laughs> with $2. That's it. Oh, the Papishka sent the heart. Oh, I didn't get that. I didn't come through. Well, thank you. Thank you. Heart you too. Uh, Okay. This was a big deal, Will. This was a big deal. Uh, early tech analysis of Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition reveals frame rate and resolution. Oh, boy. It's caused a lot of controversy on the Twitters. I bet it did. Got people got people like Wood from the YouTube channel Beat-Em-Ups in trouble. Based on the footage and screenshots we've seen so far, this is, again, Nintendo Life, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is a stunning-looking game, but what technical sacrifices does it make to achieve this level of beauty while normally we'd have to wait until this release date to find out uh how a game runs performance details and footage of the definitive edition have already been shared online as you can see in the following video uploaded by youtube channel jans jan jansen benchmarks this new version appears to run at 30 frames per second in docked mode and undocked mode. <gasps> That's not even the controversial part, Will. Blaspheme! According to the Twitter user, Maza Gratter Dev, these people need to have more, you know, fluid names. The resolution in the Definitive Edition is the same as, you know, Blade Chronicles 2. Dynamic 504p... <laughs> to 720p in docked mode and 378p to 540p in handheld mode a sharpening filter featuring a couple of new options has also been applied but it's said to be far less quote aggressive in the definitive edition and the tweet says according to leaked xenoblade chronicles definitive edition configs all right this is too technical i'm not reading all this um Little correction in docked mode, 504 to 720. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it runs at a really low resolution. Now, the reason this was really controversial mm -hmm. is because it all, it's supposedly only runs that low, like at 378p. Mm -hmm. It only runs that low uh, very rarely. Like, I guess if there's, like, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the frame rate's consistent. I'm In this YouTube video, I'm seeing a boss battle, and it's a steady 30, uh, which is probably why it's locked at 30, so that it can be steady. Uh, I want to know that frame rate, though. That That's another thing. The dynamic frame rate is there to make the... Uh, the dynamic resolution is there to make the frame rate more smooth. And yeah, personally, I would much rather have a dynamic resolution than a dynamic frame rate. Isn't that the same reason why, why doesn't The Witcher have something similar on the Switch? Uh, or is that just run at a low resolution? I don't I I don't know. I know Overwatch does. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch has it on all consoles. 
This only showed frame rate. Where's I want to see the resolution. Actually, there there was a part where the frame rate kind of kind of went a little, a little dippy. It's a little. Mm -hmm. oh, there it is. It looks like it dips in menus, but oh, you can't really tell by that though, because it pauses the game. So it, of course it's gonna dip. Um. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Just because the frame rate can dip low if there's a lot going on doesn't really mean anything. You know? I mean, I mean the resol I keep saying the wrong thing. Just because the resolution dips doesn't mean it's a garbage game and you shouldn't buy it. Yeah. Uh but a lot of people saw this, the 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 378 and just jumped to its defense and was like, "No, it's not a big it only does that like 1% of the time. It's not a big deal." It's like, "Hey man, nobody's really upset." You know, like people who are going to get this game are going to get it regardless. They're not, you know, uh, really worried about the technical aspects of it. I'm trying to pull up the Woods tweet here about it because he was. Oh, here it is. It goes to show just how successful the Switch is when Nintendo can throw out a game at 378p in 2020. And we are all still excited to play it and uh that no people were very mad at that tweet for some reason oh because it only runs at 378p like one percent of the time yeah and then i said how dare you post a how dare you put a positive spin on a game's shortcomings um so you any thoughts will how about a how about a uh yes and like this is an improv show <laughs> <laughs> i mean Look, Nintendo, whenever they make a game, like all the technical stuff they do is for a reason. Like ideally, yeah, they would they would probably have it run at like 1080p 60 if they could. But obviously, you know, they they wanted to hit 30 for whatever reason. And so they have the dynamic, you know, resolution shifting to to accommodate that. And then, you know, most developers do that. It's nice to see them prioritizing a smooth frame rate over you know the resolution yeah i'd much rather that uh, th this is the third uh version of xenoblade chronicles yeah so i think it was we let me just pull it up so i don't get this wrong uh yeah we 3ds mm -hmm. and now switch yes so 3ds not the definitive edition <laughs> clearly <laughs> i mean also, that required the new 3DS. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. It was I one do. of the only games that required you to have the new 3DS because it yeah. it needed a lot of horsepower. Uh, so yeah, this is a freaking Wii game, dude, yeah. and a 3DS game. So, well, I guess that raises the question: if it is a Wii game, why is it only running in 378p at lowest? Why can't it run at a higher resolution? I mean, I don't want to speak out of term here, but I, it's probably running on a different engine. Whoa. Oh, here we go. According to the wiki, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, a remake of the original game, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, was announced in September 2019 during a Nintendo Direct presentation. In addition to enhanced visuals, updated controls, remastered music, and other quality of life improvements, Definitive Edition also includes a new epilogue titled Future Connected, 
Set one year after the main game's events is scheduled to be released on Nintendo Switch. Uh, so it's so a it's remake. Basically, it's basically a new game. Yeah, it's a complete remake. Yeah. I'm going to say it's probably running on the stuff that the last Xenoblade game ran on. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, can I get a list of Xenoblade games? There's a lot. There's Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade Chronicles X, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Then that's then that's related to the Xeno Saga and Xeno Gears. Was there not one on the Switch? I think Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is the one on the Switch. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just going to... Can you hear that? No. The dog, like, has a little rubber thing that he's just eating away at. Yes, it's probably using the same stuff as Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That's what I would guess. So. Mm -hmm. It's probably really pretty. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a Xenoblade guy. It looks like there's a lot going on. It looks like a world that takes forever. Oh, oh, I remember hearing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 taking like 100 hours to beat or something. Jesus. How long to beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Uh, main story, 65 hours. Main plus extras, 107 hours. Completionist... Uh, 259 hours. That's, that's too long for a game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's, there's no way. <sighs> so a friend of mine has told me he has beaten, um, Breath of the Wild. And I keep telling him he's lying. To me. <laughs> well, yeah, you could be, you just get all four divine beasts and you fight Ganon. He's like, yeah, and I, I, I beat all the shrines. I'm like, no, you didn't. Did he fight Ganon? Oh, you never said. You gotta ask me before Ganon. I'm gonna call him out on this. I'm gonna call him <laughs> out on air. Alex, did you beat Ganon? Supposedly you don't. You also, I know, I'm only saying this because I know people in the chat are gonna say, it. you don't have to defeat the Divine Beasts to fight Ganon. But uh, it, makes it, go, it makes your life a thousand times easier. You can go immediately from waking up to fighting Ganon. I know right, that. Right. But don't. Yeah, don't do that. Unless you're a speedrunner and you've beaten yeah. the game already. Uh, okay. So that's it. Xenoblade Chronicles apparently runs at a very low resolution. Even if it's not, I mean, the standard rev resolution of, uh, four, 504p, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not the standard. 540p, uh, no, wait, that's wrong. Yeah, 540p undocked is the highest resolution. That's pretty low. But it looks fine. It looks fine in the uh, footage that we have here. So, yeah. uh, I'm sure. I'm sure everything will be fine. I'm sure everybody will enjoy it just as much as they enjoyed as you know, Blade Chronicles two or the original game. Anyway, super chats. Yes, we got Holden Drake with five dollars. What is the game that you guys have spent the most time playing or keep coming back to play more? Thank you. I. Mm always think it's the original super mario brothers i play that game a lot i can play like a 2d mario or a 2d sonic game until the end of time like it's the, those never get boring to me mm -hmm. so i guess it would probably be like one of those yeah i mean a, a lot of retro stuff is yeah. stuff that we will go back to um yeah especially like 2d side scrollers or just easy pick up and play type games yeah if we're talking on the switch 
it's Smash Brothers and Mario Maker for me. Mm-hmm. I bounce between those all the time. Uh, uh, on the Switch, I bounce between games a lot. Like I'm probably between like six different games on Switch right now. I just bought a bunch of turnips. If anybody's got any turnip prices, I got a lot to offload. Just letting you know. I also like to point out, because I just remember this, with this, I've officially filled up my little Switch case holder. Your uh, Resident Evil 4? Yeah. I have. I bought a, like a, a too many games. I bought a display for a Switch physical games, mm-hmm. but it only holds 10. And with this, Resident Evil 4, I have maxed it out. So I can't own any more physical Switch games. They got really cool Switch game holders on Etsy. I know. Like check those out. Like the Resident Evil Four, you can buy just the the cover, or you can get like a case with it. Some mm-hmm. of them. I said I'm just gonna pull the trigger and buy the super. I'm, I'm a mental patient. You are a mental patient. <laughs> yeah. Mezcoa Mezcal with two dollars. How does Borderlands run on the Switch? I have no who idea. cares. You need to go to the PO box tomorrow, Will, because everybody's getting these. Uh, 2k games I, okay yeah i saw i think i saw our friend of the show kevin kenson yeah he got one up and i'm sitting there going like we deserve that <laughs> we might have gotten it it might uh, be sitting in the p.o box all right i'll i'll try to go tomorrow so the, actually because i also have to go to the ups store to return something uh who who can i go to did, did kevin put it on twitter i think he did Yo, dog, you need to chill out, man. It's going nuts up. Get down. Yo, don't bite the N64. Oh. <laughs> He's got no. a toy right on the N64. Oh, the Frame Meister. He's touching all the wires here. There it is. So this this big thing. Yeah. Dog, I'm going to have to lock you out of the room in two seconds. Uh, Does he show what's inside? Oh, he put it on Instagram, but I'm not showing his Instagram story on here. Uh, It's a big thing. It's a big box that has stuff for Bioshock, XCOM, and uh, Borderlands. Yeah. And it's got all these weird, like, promotional little jibblies. Um, so it looks really cool. We here at the Wolf Den uh, don't really care about Borderlands. Nope. I think it's a great game. Will thinks it's a bad game. <laughs> so it's overrated trite, and my friends are jerks. I playing it. I just don't like Gearbox, the company. That's that why I like talking about it. Uh, anyway, now we can talk about The Last of Us Part Two. Will, did you see yes. anything about this? Uh, so I realized that they were doing this uh too late, like basically right before I had to get ready to come here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I saw some of the memes coming out of it and by some i mean the big one all right we'll we'll talk about that after we talk about the last of us um it looks freaking amazing it comes out i think next week jeez wait that was fast no it can't be june 19th oh okay the reviews go live june 12th oh okay so it comes out in three weeks yeah wait one, two, three. Yeah, comes out in three weeks on a Friday. Okay, so that's I'm I'm actually a little happier now. I need some time to breathe before I freaking jump into The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, are you gonna play this? I don't know if I'll be able to. Have I mean, yeah, you played the first one. 
yeah, I played the first one. I like the first one. I would love to play this one, but I just don't know if I will ever have time again to sit down in the basement and play like a big AAA game because I'm a dad now. My life is over. People were asking me if I was going to stream it, and I don't know if I want to. That's that's not a game you stream. That's a game you like. I want to be able to like experience it, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a game you want to experience on your own. Yeah. Uh, I love the first Last of Us. I think it's one of the best games of all time. Uh, I think that this looks incredible. I, I, it was like a 25-ish minute state of play where they just talk all about yeah. The Last of Us and uh, some of the mechanics and a little bit more of the story so we know like more of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we're going to be spoiling anything. They they left a lot of stuff out. like Like they showed a little bit of story stuff and there's still a lot of questions like what the hell's joel doing yeah um they left out a big part they basically say like that it's the story starts off you're in the city uh everything they 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 made a little civilization and then uh neil Druckmann says then something happens and (laughs) now you're in the wilderness (laughs) so he leaves out like a huge part yeah um Anyway, I'm going to read IGN's little summary of of the state of play. Uh, so it'll pinpoint the important bits. The latest edition of PlayStation State of Play live stream focuses on The Last of Us 2. With less than a month before the sequel's release, Naughty Dog and Sony are sharing more about the highly anticipated continuation of Joel and Ellie's post-apocalyptic saga. While Naughty Dog has been sharing video updates about various aspects of The Last of Us 2, today's 20-minute look could reveal even more insight. What's different in the world of The Last of Us 2? Check below for updates, blah, 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 below. Um, the Last of Us 2 picks up several years after the events of the first game, uh, after they settle in the relatively peaceful settlement in Jackson, Wyoming. Uh, it looked like there was some footage of young ellie like they showed like her with like a respirator and she looked young uh but then it very quickly jumps to she's 19 so she's 19 at the at the start of this right uh the game will cover expansive parts of the world including real life locations and they said a lot of different uh weather and environments and stuff so ellie's gonna be moving around a lot just like in the first game yeah uh the game will take place over multiple seasons and climates from the snow-capped mountains of jackson to the lush pacific northwest it seemed like there was a big uh focus on seattle so you'll end up in seattle um Naughty Dog has put a great bit of detail into recreating the real cities the maps are based on. Seattle will be another location Ellie visits on the journey. Uh, and I, th- I saw a freaking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Giraffe. I'm having, a, I'm having a giant brain fart. Uh, we'll get back to it. <laughs> Some of that made it look like uh, California. Okay. But... It might be Seattle. I just don't know Seattle that well. Um, you know, one of those big wheels that passengers sit in and then go around. Big wheels that passengers sit in. A, a trolley? No. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Along with jumping, Ellie will be able to use ropes and to traverse a more open and expansive map or find hidden secrets. Naughty Dog says Last of Us Part 2 will be some of the biggest the studio's developers have ever created. Uh, horses and boats will also help Ellie traverse the large maps. Uh, they didn't really talk about it, but there's a lot of weapon customizations. There's a silenced pistol. Ooh. But it sounds really loud still. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a makeshift silencer. It looks pretty cool. Uh, okay. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. Like you can use like a, a water bottle with like a sock in it or something. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It looked like a Coke bottle or something. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us Part Two enemies, faction and factions explained. They, they spent a long time explaining like the human enemies. And right. they explained some of the zombies, but it seemed more like the uh, there's going to be a bigger focus on the human enemies. Um, the Washington Liberation Front is an armed group that originally fought to free Seattle from the military, but have become a powerful and deadly faction in Seattle since taking control of the city. Uh, another faction uh, Ellie encounters are the Seraphites or Scars, a religious group of zealots that specializes in stealth combat and camouflage. It's a religious group, like a like a cult. Uh, and they self-inflict scars on their mouths like like freaking the Joker. Oh. Uh, that's how you can tell that they're in the freaking religious group. Yeah. Uh, new infected types will be presented, will be present in the sequel, such as Shamblers, a pustule-covered infected that explodes when hit. They got all these, like, pustules, and when you hit them, they, like, release, like, these, like, that's, pores. There's a character... One of the villains in Left 4 Dead does exactly that. So you're thinking of the boomer? Yes. There was a boomer in the first uh, Last of Us. Was there? Yeah, it was the it was the the top tier of the infected. Was it was oh. one that explodes when you kill it? Oh, I remember. Yeah, that's what the boomer in the and uh, yeah. Left 4 Dead's like. This yeah. is not as big as a boomer, but. Uh, when you hit it, it leaks, and you okay. can't be too close to it. The boomer just explodes when it dies. <laughs> um. Anyway, there was an- they they said there was another bigger one that they didn't want to talk about yet. Of course. Uh, Druckmann did not share the most horrifying new infected type, but a terrifying roar can be heard over a black screen. Uh, I hope it's a T-Rex. Enemy NPCs are smarter now and can track you from your scent. They left out that that's because they have dogs. The dog can track your scent in a path. So, uh, it'll, you know, the little listening mode that you have. Yeah. The little detective vision. Yeah. Uh, the dog will have like a, like a line that goes to you because it'll track your scent. So you have to be a little smarter about it. Um, also that you can like hide in grass, Mm -hmm. but, it's not like other games where you're like in Assassin's Creed where you're just invisible when you're in the grass. Yeah. In this, if they're kind of close to you, they'll be like, there's a guy in the grass. <laughs> they'll come <laughs> get you. Last of Us combat details. Ellie's physical advantages come into play in combat. She's more agile than enemies and can dodge and counter enemies during fights. Because of the large map size, Ellie can use the environment to her advantage or avoid combat instances altogether. Allies will sometimes join Ellie during combat encounters and other parts of the game. Ellie can take down enemies with the help of friends or fight off clickers as a group. So 
it seems like Joel isn't a big part. Uh, it yeah. seems like Ellie's on her own for the most part, but they showed a couple of instances where you have a friend and they're your Joel, basically. Right. They're 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 like your sidekick, but they're you know more helpful than Ellie was in the first game. There will be a skill upgrade and weapon system that lets players create unique fighting styles that cater to their preferences, just like in the first game. Uh, players can scavenge for parts to customize weapons. These customizations will be visually represented on your weapons. So if you, uh, if you, the rifle sight. So on the rifle sight, for example, the scope will be added to the rifle. Uh, yeah, uh, it seems more robust than it was in the first game. A gameplay demo. The demo begins with Ellie diving into a lake to avoid. We don't need to talk about the demo. Right. I don't want to spoil it for people who don't want to be spoiled but i mean it really didn't show much like there's still a lot of questions i got about this game but it makes me excited for it i'm excited for this game uh again i don't think i want to stream it i think i want to experience it all yeah. by myself uh rock and val says can ellie swim now yes could she not swim in the? no uh, she couldn't she was uh you she had to go on like a uh wood plank and joel had to, like, oh yeah around. you know she's straight up they show her straight up swimming yeah She's learned a lot in her, what, eight years? Yeah. Uh, Ferris wheel was the word, Will, <laughs> that I couldn't think of. Thanks, Trey. All right. There's a big Ferris wheel. Is that a Seattle thing? Is there? I don't think so. It reminded me of the Santa Monica Pier or something. It was probably Seattle. They can also have have uh, Ferris. Oh wheels. yeah, They're Seattle, alive. the Seattle Great Wheel at Pier Fifty Seven. Oh, there it is. There you go. Um. So again, this is one of my most anticipated. This might be my most anticipated game of the year because who knows what else is coming out later in the year? Yeah. Um. I'm excited to see what else Ellie does. It looks way more violent. Like the original game was already violent yeah it's that the freaking like facial animations are so good and and the graphics are so good that you see the you see their emotions before you kill them yeah (laughs) it's like it's like there's parts in this where i was like okay ellie's like for example okay let's get into this the big news that everybody found from this trailer was that the last of us uh has a playstation vita in it yeah, uh, this I saw. Somebody is playing a PlayStation Vita before Ellie comes up and basically kills them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Ellie walks up behind this person and puts a knife to her throat and asks her some questions. Uh, and she's playing a Vita. And apparently, it's playing the Hotline Miami soundtrack, which I didn't catch. That's what that was. Everyone was talking about, like, uh, it referenced Hotline Miami and whatnot. I didn't understand what they were getting for. So... Yeah, she interrogates this person, and then um, it you kind of feel for this person. You kind of feel like, okay, she doesn't want any trouble. But then yeah. she reaches for a knife or something, and Ellie just stabs her in the throat, and she bleeds out. And and Ellie goes, Ellie's kind of like, I didn't want to do that. You know, it's like she, yeah. she acts like she really didn't want to just stab this person in the throat. Like she was really going to let her go. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, that that's the stuff where I'm like, ah, that is... Like you can just mutilate zombies and it's no big deal, but yeah, when you see the emotion in the person's face 
right before they get stabbed in the throat and bleed out. Yeah. That's why this game feels so much more violent than a lot of other games. Um. Anyway, when we sat down to watch this evening's State of Play broadcast all about The Last of Us Part Two, we can't say we were expecting to be talking about the PlayStation Vita when it was all said and done. And yet, here we are talking about uh, here we are with the talk of the town being Sony's Forgotten Handheld and Hotline Miami. That's right. During a previously unreleased gameplay sequence, protagonist Ellie sneaks up on an enemy, taking some uh, to- taking some time for herself, earphones plugged in with Hotline Miami soundtrack blasting. The situation quickly turns sour as Ellie stabs her in the throat, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then Hotline Miami tweeted, Hotline Miami is available on PlayStation Vita. I think that's where I first played it. Actually, <laughs> it, it belongs on the Vita. Yeah. Um. So I was just looking up because I was curious. So Last of Us Part Two started development in 2014. Ooh. This is like two years after the Vita debuted in North America. So it was like, I guess at its height, if you want to call it that. And I guess they threw that in there as like a nice little Easter egg. I'm assuming now, like if this was any other situation that person would be playing a switch <laughs> well i mean they can't do that exactly when, so it's like oh, i guess it's got to stay a vita when did the apocalypse happen in the last of us did it happen in 2013 that's a good question because that that vita is pre-apocalypse yeah and the game takes place in like 20 friggin 40 or something yeah uh, the outbreak happened in 2013. Okay, so Vitas were plentiful. Yes. Uh, so when so, does okay. this game take place? 2013 is when the apocalypse happened, and then 20 years later is when the events of the first game happened. So in 2033. Okay. So then this is nine years after that game. Last of Us Part Two is nine years after the first. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just read. Yeah, but do you think I listen to what I read? You think I retain that uh, information? She's 19. Yeah, that's all I know. All right. Hold on a second. I hate everything. I hate math. I'm trying to see uh, if they give me a year on the wiki here no of course not five years after the events of the last of us so 37 38 2038 okay so the game takes place in 2038 yes but of course there's all the same technology and stuff as yeah um um today side note the original playstation vita came out in 2012 but the second model came out in 2013. Ooh. Sorry. It came out in North America in 2014. But so was that... I mean, that, that's just the OLED one, isn't it? The original was the OLED one. The one I have. So that's the one that that person probably has. Is it? Or is it the, the revised one? You can't tell. It's the, the only difference is the screen. It, it, no, it's it is shaped differently, and like the back does look different. 
Really? Yeah. There's like subtle there's subtle differences. Well, you're going to have to grab your Vita, Will, and you're going to have to match it up with the back of what they got going on there. It better be I, the original. We got I don't some, know. We're going to have some continuity errors otherwise. Yeah. Or else that's a really expensive Vita because it would have had it been imported from Japan during yeah. the apocalypse. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to get back to you on that. Anyway, I'm excited for The Last of Us. It looks really good. Uh, it, I was too, but if they get the Vita wrong, then it's a 0 out of 10 <laughs> garbage game. Don't buy it. Don't give Naughty Dog your money. They're losers. Uh, Evan Wilson with $5. You guys deserve more money. Thanks. Hart. Thank you. Will, did you end up getting a tea maker machine? How do you like it? I love mine. By the way, did Will beat Breath of the Wild yet? So I didn't. Were you get talking one. about getting a tea maker? Why is he asking rem- about that? I don't remember talking about it on the show. I might have talked about getting you one during a live stream. Yes, um, I didn't get one, but Bob got me one for my birthday. It is a very nice uh, Breville. Uh, tea maker. I have actually have the instructions right here. For tea it. infuser. Tea infuser. Excuse you. Do you actually use it like that, or do you just boil it and then just no. pour it in? Okay, so nine times out of ten, I do just boil the water and pour it over. <laughs> but for Wolf Den Live, I like to use my special Mariah Carey tea. Oh yes, that that's another infuser. So I got and... you that for Christmas. Yes, as a joke because it was cheap and I thought it was really funny. It was, but apparently it was, you like you actually like it. It it was shockingly good. Okay, and so Mariah Carey doesn't like have her own uh, tea with, but that company that makes the, that specific tea, Verdam, I believe their name is, has a lot of similar tasting teas. So I just buy those, and I refer to them as the Mariah Carey tea. Oh, so it opened you up to the world of this company. Yes. So you you yes. got in you got introduced to this company through mariah carey through long island's own mariah carey yes um anyway did you beat breath of the wild i guess not right no you, nobody beats breath of the wild breath nobody of the beats wild it's impossible yeah uh dark type with five dollars are any of you guys playing bug fables i'm super excited to play it this is going to be the first game that i pre-ordered digitally on the switch i don't even know what you're talking about yeah, I never heard of that game. It sounds like a parody of the the Fables games. Uh, I'm surprised they even. I'm surprised they called it Fables because. Oh, I know this game. The reason why it's called The Wolf Among Us instead of Fables is because of Fables on Xbox. Yeah, they're litigious. Yeah, aren't they? Well, they're not as litigious as Bethesda. That's. I'm thinking of Bethesda. Yeah. Uh, trying to copyright scrolls. Yeah. Uh, this is the Paper Mario-esque bugs game. It's like Paper uh, Mario, but it has bugs. Yeah. Here's the thing about this. Paper Mario is just an RPG. It has Mario in it, and Mario is made out of paper. Yeah. That's it. So this is just a bug game that's an RPG, and the bugs look like they're made out of paper. One and of that the- makes it look like it's like a Paper Mario thing. One of those Nintendo Life articles we were reading before had in the side, like, um, Sega fans are making a Paper Sonic game. That's the tweet of the week, Will. Oh. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it has other mechanics that make it more Paper Mario-esque, but... Yeah. To me, it just seems like a... It just seems like it's like they could have just 
made it their own game. They don't have to make it like Paper Mario. But the reason why people are excited is because it looks like Paper Mario. Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, here's another story. The fake, there's a fake Nintendo Switch that, uh, okay. So this company, Pal Kitty, uh-huh. they make a lot of these little emulation devices that I like to talk about. Yeah. You know, they made yeah. the, the the knockoff Switch Lite that I made a video on. Right. Now they're making a knockoff regular old Switch. It looks like a regular old Switch. They're not even trying to hide it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the video that they have, Pal Kitty X2, in parentheses, Nintendo Switch lookalike. I'll also note that it's the video is in four by three, in four eighty p. Wow. So it's eighty bucks, and it's gonna be a Linux based uh, uh, emulator machine. Okay. Seven inch screen, so it's gonna be. Pretty much as big as a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't the Switch have a 7-inch screen? Yes. Uh, 80 bucks? It's not bad. Yeah. Apparently, you can use Bluetooth uh, controllers. And it has an HDMI out. Okay. Now, I'll note that so does my favorite emulation console. Uh, the RG350M also has an HDMI out. Right. That does not work. Uh, apparently there's a uh, firmware update that can get it to work but uh, i haven't tried it yet mm-hmm. so out of the box the hdmi port does not work so it's possible this thing will have an hdmi port that does not work it might be android based because that what i just saw did not look like the normal ui that these things have arm based handheld it might, it might be android. Aren't, aren't they all arm based i don't know can I see that trailer again? It's comfortable. According to them. Yeah. More happy. Well, as long as it's more happy. More games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's based off of. So I'm assuming you can't take those fake Joy-Cons off of it. No. No, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. There's like a cut here, but I don't. Those things don't look like they come off. Yeah, it has two USB-C ports on the bottom. That's nice. And they show the the controllers being plugged into the USB-C ports. So that's twice as many USB ports as there are on the Switch. Yes, but that same, means the same am- the Switch. <laughs> the same amount that are on the RG350. There's two on here too. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Uh, the seven-inch IPS display has a ten. 24 by 600 pixel resolution and the whole thing is powered by a 3000 milliamp hour battery it plays playstation one games i don't know i mean this is the rg350 is the only one of these things that played them well yeah so i don't know uh i want to get this and i want to see we're gonna make a video on it i'm sure okay Uh, it might take a while though uh so we'll see Oh, they did a DS-inspired one? I didn't know. Oh, this is not a DS. No. Let me see it closed. This looks like a, the GPDXD. This is not I DS think that inspired. is just a GPDXD. I think it is. Yeah, that's why. I, I remember yeah. seeing this and going, I don't need this. This is a freaking GPDXD. Yeah. But 80 bucks for something that big? That's pretty... That's not bad, you know? 
you can get the uh, you can get the other one. What is it? Uh, what the hell's the name of it? The uh, one you were just showing us. No, the Pocket Go is also oh. eighty bucks. The RG three fifty is one hundred thirty. Yeah, but the Pocket Go is uh, I think around seventy or eighty bucks. And it also plays PlayStation One games, but it doesn't play them very well. Right. But it plays everything else great. And this is smaller. But if you want something bigger, that might be a cool thing. I'm gonna check it out. Uh, note that uh, everything—it's a little, you know—it's not like uh, getting a Nintendo Switch where everything's gonna yeah. work and be great and be consistent all the time. It's gonna be a little weird. <laughs> the UI is gonna be a little weird. It's gonna be a little weird putting games on there. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if I can get my hands on it. The last story I have on here is Kotaku has an article saying trying to buy a Switch right now is just ridiculous. How ridiculous is it? The COVID-19 outbreak created an economy of scarcity overnight goods such as toilet paper, cleaning products. Okay, we don't need a whole exposition. Production in the Nintendo Switch halted with the the halt of literally everything else in china stay at home orders proliferated around the world forcing people to spend a lot more time coping uh cooped up in their homes and what do bored people do stuck at home with nowhere to go they bake bread actually that's the that's, that's true like everybody's baking bread i feel like i need to get on this that's the article but they also play games, especially Animal Crossing. Customers and resellers snapped up every available console they could find. The result is a marketplace where you can no longer buy a Switch or a Switch Lite at their normal prices uh, points. And I need a Switch, according to this article writer. Uh, having a new job comes with new responsibilities. A couple of weeks ago, a Switch with a luxury entertainment purchase was a luxury entertainment purchase I could do without. Now it's a business expense. Thanks to scalpers, I'm unable to work the way I'd like to. Not to mention an ever-growing case of Animal Crossing New Horizons FOMO. What's troubling is while production on Switch on Switches hit a few coronavirus-shaped bumps, they are not in short supply. They are they are not in short supply. Today, I count 147 consoles available on Amazon.com alone. It's just that I'd have to spend $450 at minimum to get one. 50% higher than retail price. Uh, yes, that is 50% higher. I had to do math yeah. in my head. Everybody knows that Nintendo Switches are hard to find right now. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I tried to buy a Coral one when that came out, and that was a freaking nightmare. Eventually, I ended up getting one. I got it on GameStop.com. It came yeah. bundled with uh, Smash Brothers that I had already. Now I just have another copy of Smash Brothers. Um, so that seems to be a good option if you kind of stare at GameStop.com and try to get one of the bundles. You yeah. might have to get an additional game, but you know it's kind of worth it. It's better than paying the the scalping prices. Yeah, I bring this up because I found this article, uh, not article, a Reddit post from Zenic Allfather, who says I infiltrated a Switch buying bot Discord and snuck a Switch out right from filthy scalpers' noses. This was seven days ago, so a whole week ago. So me and my girlfriend have been trying super hard to get a Switch for months now. I'd pretty much given up hope because of these stupid Switch buying bots running amok. I decided to give it one last chance by going to the source, the botters' Discord. I got a few tips on getting a checkout 
using a stock tracking website and generally extracting restock info and sales info from other Discord members. This ended up with me being able to get a switch without the bot in about one day. Don't give up. Use the scalpers resources against them. For the stock tracking site, I used uh, look below. No programs needed. You just have to leave it open and it'll alert you with a loud tone when stock comes in. I'd much rather scalpers didn't get these switches and we get them into the hands of all us regular consumers. Uh, so, zoalert.com. This is a website where you can get stock alerts on anything. So you go here, you type in Nintendo Switch. Obviously, this is not sponsored. I've never used this website before in my life. Uh, okay. Oh, so they give you different listings. Like this is just a, oh, this is a games list? Get out of here. Nintendo Switch in stock tracker. Oh, so you have the... So here you can see the listing on Amazon for the Animal Crossing edition. Yeah. On Target, on Kohl's. Or they, they have the bundles on here too. So everything says sold out. Except here we got Walmart. Oh, that's the game. We don't want the game. So alarm on. You have a rooster. Auto updates every minute. So you just leave this open. And eventually you'll hear a freaking rooster coming from your room. And that'll tell you that somebody has it in stock. So you just scroll down, see who has it in stock, and you buy it right there. Oh, there you go. So that seems like a cool tool. Uh, bots might snag it before this gets to update. But if you're just sitting at your computer for like eight hours, maybe you're working or something, and you want to switch, leave that open. You know? And, and let me know how it works. I personally have nothing to buy. I have no I'm looking at the stuff. action figure stuff now. They have action figure stuff? Yeah. Like what? Uh, right, like on the homepage, like the, one of the first things you see is uh, Marvel Comics Spider-Man Retro Collection. You can share your screen, you know. I can do that. Hold on. Make sure you don't uh, have any. Yeah. Thing. Uh. Yeah. No. No porn. <laughs> uh. Share screen. Screen one. Share. There it is. All right. So yeah, the the because I know uh, Hasbro is doing like a Marvel Legends retro collection of like Spider Man figures. Basically, they're the Marvel Legends Spider Man figures, but they're packaged as like the '90s action figures, like from the animated series. Mm -hmm. And they're coming out with uh, Green Goblin, Gwen Stacy, Mysterio, Kingpin, Peter Parker, and Spider Man. Okay. And they're really nice figures. And this is nice to know that they're all on pre order, except Gwen Stacy for some reason. Let me, uh, oh, she sold out. People, yeah, people are the Gwen Stacy one is weird because it's Gwen Stacy, it's clearly Gwen Stacy, but she comes with a Mary Jane head, so you can swap out heads and make it Mary Jane. The problem is, she's clearly wearing Gwen Stacy's iconic green jacket, black shirt, and skirt you know, the outfit she died in. Why is Mary Jane not here? Because she's included as a head with Gwen Stacy. That's so weird. Yeah. That's too weird. It's not one of those you can build Mary Jane. No. <laughs> if you buy all of them. That would be funny. 
<laughs> uh, let me see Spider-Man. Click on Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Ah, oh, looks cool. Let's see if I can get twenty cool. bucks. Yeah, that's uh, how much Marvel Legends usually cost. Yeah, it comes with a set of hands. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's the package. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's all the news we have. That's everything. Nice. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. Uh, so let's do the super chat. We got Mecha Dragon with five dollars. Is it better to buy a pre-made gaming PC or to buy the parts and build it yourself? Everybody will tell you it's better to build it yourself, and it is financially better, and it's also a good experience. You should learn how to build a computer. Uh, but if you don't want to deal with any of that crap, you can buy a pre-built one for a pretty good price. Yeah, you, they usually don't cost that much more. Unless you want it to cost a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't really cost that much more if you want to get it pre-built. Uh, just go to a good place. Newegg has a lot of good pre-built stuff. Yeah, they also Micro Center also. Uh, Origin PC is a, is mm-hmm. a good company. Uh, Some of the bigger, like Best Buy and whatnot, like they'll they'll t- they'll just sell you like Dells or things like that. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to go to Best Buy or anything. Yeah, I mean, Main the, Main Gear is another good company. Best Buy will like they'll have good computers, but they're not going to have like specifically what you're looking for. Yeah, for gaming. Yeah, yeah, and if they do have gaming computers, they're going to mark up the price like a lot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's cheaper to build it yourself, and it's a good experience. Um. But it is a little bit of work if you've never done it before. Uh. So if you wanna, just just compare, just compare. Go go to Newegg and look at the pre-built stuff because they have some pretty good pre-built stuff. And they ship ridic. If you're in New York, they ship ridiculously fast. Sometimes they get Newegg stuff like the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Tweet of the Week time. Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! Tweet of the Week! This is from uh, Sight Seeker Animates. So here's a little sneak peek of my Sonic in the style of Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. It's still heavily work in progress. And there it is. It's Sonic in the style of Mario, the Thousand Year Door. Paper Mario. And it's pretty as all hell. It's cute as all hell. Yeah. It, there's even like a, like a fighting thing he jumps on a bad guy's head and then he goes into a turn-based little uh random encounter it's i mean it, they did a lot of work it looks really good yeah i would uh consider playing it i mean if it was a full-fledged game i'd t- totally yeah. buy it um i've always wanted to play the the bioware sonic game uh, that came out on the original DS, Sonic Chronicles of Dark Brotherhood, because apparently that's like some weird turn-based RPG made by the guys who made Knights of the Old Republic. Oh my god! Yeah, when did that come? Is that a thing? Yeah, it was on the original DS. I forgot what year it was. Oh, right, right, right. What's it called? Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. Oh, I know that game. I didn't know Bioware did that. Yeah, Bioware made it. Oh my god. Look, Dashy added Spawn Wave Media. I didn't know they were they were bros. I love Dashy. All right, now is when we talk to you people. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, 
Ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. I am opening Discord. All right, we got Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Fred wrote, yes, Bob, you start with Twitter first. <laughs> uh, Travis Tucker, hey, Will. Uh, I thought you might want to mention on Wolfden Live this week that Super Blood Hockey is only $5.09 on the eShop. Did you ever get uh, Bob to buy it? I responded to him saying that I can't get Bob to do anything. You're right. Um, but yeah, and $5.09 Super... is more than it was. Yeah, at one point it was like four something. $5. Yeah. four ninety nine. They're taking 10 cents from me. It's Call me again tax. when it's four ninety nine. It's that switch tax, Bob. Yeah, I, I still I I don't like the original NES hockey game. <laughs> I think that game sucks. But this game has a full fledged like RPG in it. <laughs> oh, oh, great! That's exactly what I want. I love I love sports games and I love RPGs. Night Trap is currently on sale on the eShop for like a dollar fifty. Really? Yeah, I'll buy. I it have. Right now. I have a physical copy that I bought from Limited Run at Too Many Games, but I might just buy this. So you don't no, have to open like, it. What? Did you open the... I opened it already, yeah. Ah. Uh, but I mean, still, like... Dude, it's fifty. Yeah, might as well. I'm buying it right now. Yeah. That's what you'll stream. I don't know if I can. <laughs> it might be uh, blocked on Twitch. Really? Oh, and I'm using my Nintendo points, and it's free. Nice. Look at that. All right. Uh, next one is Crystal Wolf, who says, "Did you see there is a new official Earthbound manga announced in Japan?" I I heard about it. I didn't actually see it. Is that it? sounds familiar. Uh, I can't type in mother manga. <laughs> Earthbound Central. Oh, it's from 2008. This isn't... No, we don't want that. Oh, this is... No, there's no there's no pictures or anything. Cool. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about Earth. I, 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 that, that sounds familiar. Uh, apparently, the news broke in, like, February. Yeah. All right, last week on YouTube, we got Judge Mario. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wish they would continue Mario RPG instead of Paper Mario. I never enjoyed the Paper Mario series as much. The combat is too basic and the writing isn't as clever as everybody seems to think it is. Yeah, it's got like the I mean it's like it's like uh cheesy joke humor, you know? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean but it's it's very wordy. There's a lot of dialogue in it. Everybody wants the Mar the Super Mario RPG world yeah. to continue. Uh, even though Paper Mario is kind of like Mario's new RPG and Mario and Luigi is another version of like Mario being an RPG. But people yeah. want the people really want the Super Mario RPG world to continue. They should just make a Mario and Luigi game that continues from the Paper Mario story. Yeah. I think it's Square made that, right? Square made uh, Mario RPG. That's why there's no That's, yeah. continuation. 
sin for no. No. Kentama. A polygon is just a flat shape. Oh, here we go. Here we freaking go. A polygon is just a flat shape with many sides. Example of polygons, triangles, squares, rectangles. Okay, I don't need every freaking example of a polygon. <laughs> Poly means many and yes. gone means size. I know that I know poly means many because of the sex thing. Right. Video game models are basically a lot of polygons connected uh together at different angles to give them visual impressions of a 3D three-dimensional mass. But but uh, now we know that the polygon is specifically a triangle. Vox the, po the polygon video, that they use. There's a video from Vox like that's actually like a few years old that explains why video games specifically use triangles. Really? Yeah. How come you didn't show me this? I found out like today. All right, well, you need to send me that. That sounds like really important information. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. So all this talk about like polygons, triangles, then what about voxels? <laughs> <laughs> I think voxels are made up of multiple triangles. Voxels are squares. Yes, but I think that... Well, no, because um, Blade Runner uses voxels. Minecraft uses voxels. There are games that specifically use voxels. I, not polygons, not triangles, but voxels. I think that the voxel is made up of, like, one side of the voxel, like the top of the voxel, yeah. is two triangles. That's what I think. You understand in, me? In contrast to pixels and voxels, Polygons are often explicitly represented by coordinates of their vertices. As a direct consequence of this difference is that polygons can effectively represent a simple 3D structure with much with much empty or homogeneously filled space, while voxels excel at representing regularly sampled uh, spaces that are not that are non-homogeneously filled. So voxels and pics and polygons are two different things. What is that game that was like Zelda for PlayStation 3? Uh, 3D.Game Hero. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to pull that up so everybody can see voxels yeah. in, in, in their uh, natural habitat. I don't yeah. want to see a Google Stadia at first, though. 3D.Game Hero, Seven Days to Die, Amok, Blade Runner, Castle Story, Command & Conquer, Tiberian Sun, Red Alert 2, and Yuri's Revenge. Uh... Crisis employs voxels. Ion Fury. Blade Minecraft. Runner? Yeah, this the is Blade the, Runner you're talking about. There's a video game called Blade Runner based on the 1982 movie Blade Runner. It's coming to Switch, actually. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Those are voxels. Yeah. Resogun. This looks like a freaking 90s game. It was a 90s game. The Blade Runner one? Yeah, so there was a Blade Runner game in the 90s. Uh, it was basically like a sort of like side story slash sequel to the movie. It had a lot of characters from the movie, and they like they even got a lot of the actors back for it. And then like it disappeared. It got lost to time or whatever and whatnot. Um, but then it came back like last year for the PC. Like they they found the game and the source code, and they rebuilt it, and they re-released it on GOG. And now it's coming to Switch and PS4 and stuff. Well, okay. I'm definitely getting that when it comes to Switch. I really want to play that game. Where am I? Uh, Sin411. Love this channel so damn much. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. 
The dog's doing some stuff. Uh, Will, you read the next one. I'll be right back. Uh, Wyatt Merrill. Uh, I love the first two games. I like the third game. And I'm very optimistic for this new release. It was nice to hear an opinion of somebody who isn't a major fan, a less emotionally invested opinion. Yeah, that's the problem with fandom. Like, when the new thing comes out, they are they have like this idea of what it has to be in their minds, and any deviation from it means it's the worst piece of crap ever. So, um, that's that's always the problem with uh, any type of fandom, if you think about it. I think the dog was eating the wall. Really? Yes. Was there like cheese in the wall or something? <laughs> Maybe it tastes like it. I mean, have I you ever know. eaten a wall before? Can't say I have. Wait, I'm going to try to catch him in the act. Okay. <laughs> you going to get this on camera? Hey. There you go. He's 100% eating the wall. <laughs> hey. 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 You know, they make like spray and stuff. So like you spray on things so that dogs don't eat it. I don't think he has his headsets on. He can't hear me. I can say whatever I want. Bob is dumb. Super Blood Hockey is great. I am going to buy that Resident Evil 4 cover art on Etsy because I am a crazy person. This is what quarantine has done to me. Try not to spend a lot of money, but then you go and buy cover art that you can just print. Oh, hey, welcome back. The little piece of trash. What? The little piece of trash was eating the threshold of the corner of the wall. Nibbling at it. I walked over and went, hey! And he was like... And just kept eating it while I was yelling at him. They make, like, these sprays. Like, they're called sour apple sprays. We have it. I didn't think to put it on the wall, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Maybe you should. Uh, where where are we? Uh, Wyatt Merrill. I love the first two games. Like the third one. Very optimistic for the new release. It was nice to hear the opinion of somebody who isn't a major fan. A less emotionally invested opinion. Oh, that's nice. I bet yeah. you the next one's a stark contrast. <laughs> I was I was basically saying how like the problem with like any type of fandom is when the new thing in that fandom comes out. Any slight deviation of it instantly makes it the worst thing ever. Yeah, and so. uh, anybody who doesn't know everything about it is going to have some harsh words. Uh, and there and, and there are always levels, you know, um, like MCU fans are not as like nitpicky as, say, Nintendo fans who are not as nitpicky as, say, Star Wars fans. Right. So I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think the only fan base... That is still 100% loyal. Are fans of DC movies. <laughs> That's because you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Will. Is it though? Because like, like I said, like fans will drop something at the, at like a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what. Well, think but about like, Sonic fans. Tr- well, no, because there are Sonic fans who just straight up give up. There like, are like us. Yeah. But but, like, but there's a lot that like everything that comes out. Yeah. And those are the people that I think are more similar to the DC movie people. Yes. Right. 
So anyway, Marcos says, so am I the only one who genuinely wants Paper Mario for Smash? And with the Origami King coming out, maybe he has a bit more of a chance. I think he'd be really cool in Smash. But then we already have, have a lot of Mario characters. Yeah, Mario and Dr. Mario. Yeah. It's two different Marios already. Do you need, like, because then you open up the Pandora's box of Paper Mario, uh, Baby Mario, uh, oh, no, Mario and Luigi Mario. Mario. So so Paper Mario, I think, is different enough that he, he warrants his own character. I guess. People want a non-Nintendo character, though, for the next yeah. DLC. They want Doom Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Mario, the... The f- Mario franchise has, I think, the most characters in Smash. Yeah. They don't count, I think, Wario as a Mario character. Probably because he's dressed in his Wario wear. Yeah. So- something like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's on the. It's on. It's on their website. Yeah. They they have like a they 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 list all the characters and they put them in categories uh yeah here it is uh super mario other fighters from this series you got mario luigi peach daisy bowser dr mario rosalina bowser jr and now the piranha plant no wario and no yoshi interesting yoshi is from the yoshi franchise doesn't say well there is a yoshi franchise that's dumb He's a freaking Mario character, you know? Yeah. Peach has her own game, too. One. I think they just ran out of room on the site, and they were like, yeah. uh, we're not adding another table. Uh, But yeah, having a paper Mario would just make that a lot. Yeah. Make that a lot bigger. And Dr. Mario and regular Mario are almost the same. They play almost yeah. the same. Um, Anyway, now we're in the chat. How yes. you doing? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Do we get any super chats in that time, or yeah, we got. Uh... Mecha oh. Dragon with five dollars. Also, Bob, in case you didn't see my tweet, what drawing tablets do you recommend for somebody who's a beginner at digital art? Uh, I did see that tweet. I thought that it would get pulled, but it didn't. Um, so thank you. Uh, if you're a beginner, I recommend just a cheap Wacom. Uh, I think the bamboo is, that's what they used to be called. I don't know if they're still called bamboo. The Intuos. Oh no, I think it's called the regular Intuos now. That one's good. Get that. Uh, but you seem to want one that has a screen on it. And in that case, I think an iPad is great. But when you start, when you want someone with, once it has a screen, it gets expensive. Yeah. The the regular Wacom Intuos or the Bamboo, or whatever you want to call it, is cheap. And it's nice to, to be able to learn how to look up here and draw down here. Like get used to use the mouse as like a, getting used to use the pen as more of like a cursor. Uh, it, it takes a little bit, but once you detach your brain, uh, it works just like drawing on anything else. Um, but if you want a screen, an iPad's a good choice. It just gets expensive. Intuos also has some great uh, new, uh, cheaper screen tablets that you can connect to a computer. Uh, 
but you also need a computer for that. What are they called? Uh, I think they're still Cintiqs. Are they still Cintiqs? The Pro, th yeah, the Cintiq Pro 13 and 16. I haven't used one of these yet, but these seem like the new cool thing. Um, how much? Oh, 800 bucks. I think you might be better off still getting an iPad for that much. Because, I mean, I use Clip Studio on the iPad. You can use uh, AstroPad to connect it to a, to a computer and use it as a second display. You can use Apple Sidecar if you have a MacBook. Anyway, uh, we also got Mango Head Soul with $3. Dashy donated 300 bucks during a spawncast that featured Scott the Waz to get Scott to buy SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Fun Edition. This was a meme because the regular edition of the game is just 30 bucks. Um, that's a lot of money. To yeah, uh, for a joke. That game... I can't imagine that game being good because what I played at PAX was was barely touched. It was like it looked like they had a lot of work to do still. And uh, I've never played a demo for any game that was that bad. That was that unfinished. I, I played a lot know. of demos in my time. I feel like that's definitely that's definitely a game colored by nostalgia, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, the, I mean, if they were to do like a ground up remake of it, that's one thing, and try to modernize it, but it doesn't look like they're doing that. They're not. Not from what I've seen of it. I think it is a remake, but it still looks like it's playing and like it originally did, and even like graphically, yes. it's not like uh, it, it. It feels mechanically weird. It feels yeah. mechanically like a PlayStation Two game. Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about like cut scenes that are just black with voiceover and yeah. like characters uh, popping in and like T poses and stuff. Like it was really bad uh, and they wouldn't let us film that stuff. Uh, that's weird that they even like brought it to be shown then if there were like T poses and black screens. So, so that was the behind closed doors like demo, but it wasn't behind closed doors. There were people walking around. Anybody could see it. Yeah. Um, there was two parts. There was one part that was completely broken. And then there was a second part that they were showing everybody that was like a second stage that you could do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And that was much better. It still felt mechanically weird. Um, but yeah, it, I've never been shown a demo that was that unfinished. Mm -hmm. It was, And it, they were like, and it's going to come out soon. They didn't have like a date. And then it, apparently it's coming out really soon. And again... I was looking at T poses and black screens and characters blipping in and out and people getting yeah. stuck in walls. So that was, it was a weird, it, it's a weird situation. Andrew P with $2 thug. I was late. Thank you for the, uh, and you know. forgot, uh, dainty Mira with $5. Here's my late fee. Uh, that was next on my screen. That <laughs> was first on mine. I got a new little overlay here that has the top donator, and it's I'm proud that it's working. Oh, it, nice. it puts together super chats and donations, and it stacks them together. So if you do more than one, you get put up there. Anyway, uh, now we're in the actual chat. Yes. For a minute, because we got to go, and I got to make sure the dog isn't going to eat anything else. Uh, Fred 
Pilarzik, uh, dumb question. Where do I go to donate? Uh, well, if you see in the little chat, there's a little dollar sign. You can just click that. Send a super chat. It's a good, it's a good easy way to do it. There's also, I think, a link in the description that has a donation. But you don't have to do any of this. Yeah. Because by the time you figure it out, we'll probably be offline. Yeah. <laughs> but you can hit the subscribe uh, button, drop a follow on all the social medias. That helps too. Yeah. AJ says, Bob was visibly upset playing that demo. It was hilarious. I, I, wanted, <laughs> I've, I wanted to leave. I was actually thinking of like being like, oh, I got another appointment. I got to go. Wow. I think I did. I think it took me a long time, but I was finally like, I got to get out of here. Because um, I didn't even care about the game. But the fact that it was that broken, I was like, I, I have nothing good to say. I don't want to be in this situation. And the guy was weird. And he was like, you can film this. No, don't film this. Film this, but then don't film this. Because he saw that the game was breaking in front of him. That's weird. Uh, Hytham says, didn't Metro ask Artie Stratton about Doom Slayer and Smash until he said that he was not asked by Nintendo about Doom Slayer being in Smash? I think people just wanted to write stories about Doom Slayer being in Smash. Yeah. And... Uh, Bethesda or Artie, I don't know who, but somebody was like, we would love that. And then people went nuts writing articles. And Nintendo probably had no correspondence at all about it. Gamer5677, what do you think about the free Epic Games free games every week? Yeah, they've been giving away games like every week and it's been like a lot. Why don't we talk about that? Because it's a lot. And we don't talk about the Epic Games free games. Maybe we should. They, uh, we did talk about they had Grand Theft Auto, and then I bought it for free, $0. Yeah. And I have no hard drive space. Takes up too much hard drive space. Fred Pilarski. I figured out how to donate. But $5. Thank you for entertaining me while I'm in quarantine, waiting to hear my COVID results. Oh, God. Oh, God. Good well, Godspeed, right. good sir. Godspeed. Marco says you guys can't crap on Battle for Bikini Bottom. Late 90s kids are going to cancel you. Let them come. Yeah. Those whippersnappers. Sarah Anderson, any tips for a new Breath of the Wild player? First Zelda game since the N64. Will's got some. Because uh, that's he's in that boat. I mean, just play it. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, it's very they're, welcoming. The thing is, that like that's one of the rare open world games where like if you go at your own pace, like you're not penalized for it, and there's always something for you to do, like and everything just feels rewarding, like whether it's like going after divine beast or trying to find, you know, a new t-shirt to wear because it'll help you climb faster. So don't don't sweat the small stuff. Just take take your time. Go at your own pace. You know, no, don't no. worry about. Don't worry about going from A to B to C to D. Sweat the small stuff. Don't worry about the big stuff. Every little thing you do in that game will help the greater goal at the end. And that's why that game takes so freaking long to beat. Yeah. Uh, Where else are we? Uh, Mr. Brock Rock, Will, thoughts on the new Stargirl series on DC Universe? I uh, haven't watched it yet, but a friend of mine who has said it's cute. That's that's it. That's all I got on it. 
I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I have anything against it. It's just, it's just, I got, my wife and I started to make a list of like things to watch during quarantine and it got way too big, way too fast. Skyhawk says, would you guys consider going to Japan when all this is over? I am 100% going back to Japan. Uh, I was, I wanted to go this year, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't know when I'll go, but I definitely want to go back. It was great. And there's a lot more stuff I want to do when I'm there. Uh, uh, Evan Wilson says, all New York walls are made of old pizza cheese. Funny you say that. I have pasta sauce and cheese all over the freaking apartment because of that uh, pizza ad we did. Still? <laughs> I mean, the dog. that's probably why the dog licks everything. True. Because there's freaking, he smells all the, yeah. all the everything. All right. I'm going to read one more. All right. Hannah Riot. Are there any ideas for people who sent their Nintendos out to be fixed and the gamers I, I, and the games I downloaded are, were wiped out of the memory? Ouch. Yikes. Oh no, you just re-download them. Yeah, you just redownload I mean, them off the off the eShop. Yeah, hopefully your save files are still stored on the Switch hard drive itself. That would be nice, but yeah. it sounds like they just gave that person a new yeah. Switch. A lot of people are complaining that uh, the repair centers are not operational right now because of the pandemic. Yeah. So if you have Joy-Con drift, it takes a long time for them to fix your Joy-Con drift. Yeah. A friend uh, of mine, a friend of mine has drift right now, and he has to play in dock mode with an external controller it's unfortunate but uh there's very cheap controllers that you can play every game with so yeah um get one of those send your joy-con out and get a new joy-con yeah it's it's worth having one of those extra cheap controllers anyway you know yeah if you don't have an extra controller already yeah uh and lastly black rhythm 99 with five dollars smash tips please trying to beat my friends uh and be elite smash i'm stuck at uh thirty thousand ish ouch um watch a lot of videos on the characters you play uh most importantly you just have to play a lot and unfortunately playing online is a little different than playing offline so if you're playing offline with your friends it might have more trouble play the cpu the cpu actually is really good and helps a lot um, I'm not an elite smash. I actually played a little bit the other day and I was doing pretty damn good though. I got my GP, uh, my GPU. I got my uh, GSP up pretty high, but, uh, I'm still not an elite smash. You just need to play a lot. That's the bottom line. And maybe watch some YouTube videos on the characters that you play. So you can get some ideas of how, uh, other people use those characters. Um, but yeah, nothing beats just good old quality time in the game. Anyway. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, then you can do that as well because we're also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Water break.
Also, if you want to watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, or maybe you want to send a specific clip over to your buddies, then subscribe to Wolf Den Clips, where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. I'll also add, if you go to our main channel page, we have featured channels. We got clips, of course. We got Wolf Den VODs which is my Twitch streams put on YouTube. They're very long. They're like three hours each. So hunger down if you want some extra content. And the Bob Wolf channel, I'm going to have my next COVID vlog up in the next week or so. It's been very hard to edit. Life's a toilet. But uh, people have been asking for it. I'm going to have another one. This one's called The Beginning of COVID-19. The next one's called The no, the Beginning of COVID-19 in New York City. The next one's called The Peak of COVID-19 in New York City. Um. And also, go to twitch.tv slash wolfden, click the follow button, the little heart, and turn on notifications so you know when I'm live. Probably going to do some Animal Crossing tomorrow. I got a whole bunch of turnips I need to offload. So if you got good turnip prices, let me know. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. I'm going to make sure the dog's not eating the wall again. See y'all later. Goodbye. Bye.